Hello, welcome to Youth Podcast. Today I'm here with... Heya. And Oscar. Um, we're going to be talking about the beauty industry, which will be pretty fun. <laughs> so yeah, let's begin. What do you think about diversity in the beauty industry? I think that diversity is lacking in the beauty industry and um, it's unfortunate that, you know, to this day that there's such a lack of diversity in the beauty industry, um, in the modelling industry, media, all, all the industries basically. Mm. Um, yeah, if you're thinking of shade ranges, um, oh, yeah. the entire reason why this podcast, this episode happened was because... I put something on my story and it was shade ranges and super chunk. And there was about 10 beige colours and one slightly off beige yeah. brown colour. It's not great. It's not it? great, no. No. Um, do you remember when we went to super drug together? Yeah. And we walked in and it was just 50 shades of beige. Yeah. <laughs> like one half ass brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the racial diversity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think it's good to point out that it's actually easier for cosmetic companies to make darker shades but they choose yeah, yeah. for whatever reason that's a big thing as well I think that um, the beauty industry devalues women of colour um, because as you said it's it's easier to actually make a, a darker shade than to make a lighter shade um, so these companies have the capabilities to be making darker shades the problem is, is that it's not that they can't, it's that it's that they don't want to mm. and that is part of a bigger issue which you know some people might say it's far-fetched but I I believe that institutionalized racism plays a part even in the beauty industry we yeah, see because like the um the beauty standards like the the special in this country and America and the western world essentially that are the, the beauty standards that are held so highly are very Eurocentric, so that, they yeah. want to kind of push these sort of even if it's like subconsciously they don't even miss, they might not even realise they're doing it, but like they want they push these ideas of like like with all these like light shade ranges, just they push these as the ideals. This is what you want to be the lighter version. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's a market for skin whitening as well. I know in yeah, Asian yeah. countries it's very common. Yeah. No, yeah, in like India, it's the. In India and India and Korea are the two ones I know. It's really big, and mm-hmm. I think in India it's the one of, if not the biggest, yeah. cosmetic industries. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very lovely. Very lovely. Yeah. It's yeah. extremely dangerous as well. Like the chemicals they use. Yeah, because you're bleaching often, your skin. Yeah, That's often always... they're like carcinogens. And, yeah. You know, the peroxides and stuff. Yeah, exactly. The, um, actually, there was not even long ago there were there was fair and lovely adverts in the uk really yeah wow. there were fair and lovely adverts um, fair and lovely is recently the, there was like is it a brand fair yeah it's it's, it's it's like a cleanser but mm-hmm. there's um i think it's called like ben something benzyl peroxide which is ben, a skin yeah. lightening isn't that skin just bleach lightening. yeah it's basically bleach yeah mm. i'm not good with chemical names but like <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. this wasn't it, um not super long ago but um black china who is black she mm. was doing um Adverts, I think, I don't remember where, what country it was in, but it wasn't, I think it was somewhere in Africa. She was doing adverts for skin whitening cream. What? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. the adverts, like, I, I, I saw one of them basically. Just, it was like kind of subtle what she was actually it was So they didn't make it super clear that's what the advert was for, but like it did say after that like, the brand and all that. Basically, it just showed her with like very clearly, very much paler skin than she naturally had, mm-hmm. with like bleach. 
platinum blonde yeah. like hair and it's like that's, that's Jesus the Christ the, the, the amount of times Beyonce has actually called out some magazines that whitewash yeah. her that oh no she, she Beyonce yeah. especially though, she gets <laughs> yeah. it really badly though yeah. like you said in our school photos you felt like yeah, you were whitewashed yeah I was my year 9 um, photo especially because it was um, right after you know the summer the start of school I was you know brown as hell and when I looked at my photo I was like who is this woman? <laughs> yeah. Who is this woman? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I I kind of, I contacted them and I was like, you know, do you filter out school photos? And they were like, yeah, we, we do airbrush them. Mm. And I was like, okay. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> a bit more than airbrushing. Yeah. If you're doing that to a kid, like how are we in your mind? Like 13, 14? Yeah. That's, like, that's showing quite how bad, like how, how, how deep rooted these years because like companies do this to chill to school children yeah, he's yeah. like oh yeah this is fine they'll, they'll like that they want to be like yeah like um, i'm doing like air quotations but prettier mm. like what's like, a representation you know I've, it's a bit of topic but you know in adverts they'll have a kind of quota for we want the disabled person the like you know racially diverse person and it's yeah. like oh it's fine we have like these little every tv show in the 90s yeah. just like oh there's the black friend yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. here's the one in the wheelchair and like oh. all this you know it's the classic and it's just because it's not that they actually care about it it's just because i don't want to get called up for it yeah no it's <sighs> it's quite sad you, you can tell one companies like actually care about like mm, diversity. diversity yeah and and aside from that when Especially, I can't think of one right now, but when they, it's not, it's not normal to have black Asian actors in adverts. It's like sought out companies like want to, it's not that they want to, it's that they want to please people because everyone's like, oh, why, why isn't there someone like me on that advert? Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think. It's yeah. very forced. The I problem feel. is, it's very, it's often, it's often really obvious when it's like, because you can, when it's done well, you don't notice it. Yeah. Like especially in movies and stuff, like they'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, okay, you'll just watch it, and afterwards you'll be like, oh yeah, that actually had like a very kind of good yeah. balance of people and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you also watch it, so you watch some things, it's like, oh yeah, that's the tick box. Oh, there's yeah, that exactly. person. That's or yeah, the even worse is when they cast white actors to to, to play. play oh, like, what's, what's her name? Scarlett. Yeah. She was cast as an Asian character. To be fair, she wasn't. The woman is white. To be fair, that, that was a little bit different because they weren't meant to be. She wasn't meant to be playing an Asian person. Mm. They were whitewashing an Asian character and making them white. But it's better now. But in the fifties and sixties, like, the Breakfast at Tiffany's, the, the classic. The oh, Mr. Yoshi. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So there's, a, there's a modern day uh, example. Which is the new Aladdin? Oh, yeah. uh, if you know oh, me, I am very angry about that. Um, as you know, as a an Arab girl, Aladdin's like my go-to Disney film. It's the one that I can relate to, one that um, portrays my culture and, and stuff like that. And looking at the cast, I was a bit like um, Indian, 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 Indian. Um, where are the Arabs at? The the film industry in the Arab world is massive. But also, yeah, you gotta be like, I mean, I'm, 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 you, you complain about this to me though, it's like, even though, yeah, she's not 
white as such who's playing Jasmine, but they got the most. She's white of, as well. She's the I'm most. She, she's sure. she's half. She's mixed she's race. Half, yeah. but she, they got the most. Sort of, they did get. The, they did try and find the most light skinned sort of European, pretty sort of Asian person they could find. Mm. And Jasmine was brown, not white. <laughs> Facts. She lived in the desert. What do you think? <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about animal testing now? Okay. Mm. Epic. Um, okay, so. There is lots of debate at the moment about testing on animals. So I was wondering if you had any insight onto this. Well, I think with animal testing, it's a bit, it's a very complex issue because like there's one thing like because obviously we've just been talking about like beauty, with like um diversity because that's more of a sort of okay, there's clearly a problem here with animal testing. That is that as well, but at the same time, there's also much more of a, like it's much more it's of a definitely. debate. There's much yeah. more of a debate around it. It's more mm. like it's a very grey. Yeah, it's area, like topic. it's so like. It's all like, yeah, well, we need, like, especially with like, more with medicine and stuff, because that's mm. more important. There's always debates like, oh, well, we need these things to make sure they work and like, so they don't hurt people, so we're going to use it on animals. But I do think a lot of the time that isn't a just argument, because like, okay, we get yeah, with medicine, you can argue this, but we're not talking about medicine as much. We're talking about beauty. So I, I just can't really see, unless it's like, a product like I don't know shampoo or something for animals like a dog shampoo mm-hmm. I can't really see why we would need to test it on test like makeup on animals yeah same it's like, if you're gonna make um, a product that is meant to be used on the face then there shouldn't be you know even a question about oh is this ingredient in there toxic or will it trigger like an allergy or something it's just yeah, if it's for a face you need to make sure it works yeah, on a human on face a human, exactly <laughs> yeah. and like a rat or something the, it just doesn't Rats are, you know, they're the most common animals used for testing, and they're, you know, cellular. Yeah, rats, rats and white mice, like anatomically, like totally different to. It's because, like, yeah, people like the log is like, oh yeah, well, white mice are very genetically similar to people. It's like at the same time though, like they're similar. Give me one. But they're not people. Give me one similarity between us. It isn't like anatomical. So. You know, they, well, have, no, we, we, they have fur, fur exactly. exactly. The tail. It, yeah, and like, yeah. Well, they even, even, and even the same with things because they use monkeys a lot as well. Like, mm-hmm. even monkeys aren't similar enough to us. But they're, they're the that. closest, um, like genetically to us, which I can, you know, I, I'm not justifying it, but I can see why. No, I can see why it'd be used. But more in that in that case, that more sort of holds up in medicine because. Mm-hmm. These are not essential things which we need, like... uh, Cosmetics. Yeah, cosmetics. It's like, we don't really need them. So there's not really any justification for, like, putting animals... Like, torturing animals. Because it is torture. Like, the way they do it is very torturous in most Mm -hmm. cases. Because, like, a lot of the time they will end up just testing something on a big group of them and seeing how many of them die. Mm -hmm. Like... I think, you know, if you've already tested... um, if, If you've already tested, like, a certain ingredient on a rat why why do companies keep on retesting it if they mm. already know, oh, no. the, the, yeah. you know how the rat would react I well, don't understand also I think I'm not sure how factually correct this is but the only country I know which you actually need to test it on animals is China it's because it's just the legal thing they have over there but there's no need for legally for us to test the animals it's just because it's just it's also those companies also they don't they don't want to pay people yeah it's like Mm, the profits because like I hope this probably sounds a bit hypocritical because I it's not this can be sound really hypocritical because I do eat meat but like it is just like exploiting a creature like um there's no respect for it there's like it's just the only reason is cost Mm. and and be honest it's not most companies it's not like 
unfeasible for them to test on people. In fact, they could do it easily. It's just that like they've got to get that little extra bit of profit, which they can get if they test on mm. like rats or mice or whatever yeah. or monkeys. Yeah. Monkeys a lot that happens. Yeah, I think it's just unnecessary, honestly. Also, yeah. Yeah, doing something like yeah, I obviously I'm not I'm not just I'm not saying like monkeys necessarily deserve life more than like mice and rats, but. They are like our relatives, and mm. saying, and are also very they're very intelligent. Yeah, yeah, like they have the ability to but sort then, of. Couldn't you argue that the same for a rat? Rats yeah, are yeah. highly intelligent. No, but not, yeah, no, I know that's the thing. They're, they're not like they're not this. They're not. Um, oh my mind's totally gone blank. What I was trying to say. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. You wouldn't get emotionally attached to a rat than you would to a monkey. Is well, that what you're trying to say? No, no, I'm sort of trying to say basically like no, they they're both smart, but there's something about monkeys like. Like, it's clearly not sort of an issue. It's like... They're very human-like. They're very human-like. So I think the ability to, like, kind of treat... Like, I can, I can kind of... Okay, I don't agree with people, like, mistreating out rats and stuff. Like, I, I actually quite like rats, <laughs> despite their reputation. But um, the thing with monkeys is, though, that, like, they, they look and feel a lot of the same things as, as we do. And no, and with rats, it's kind of... I think it's easy to ignore that. Yeah, like they do, they do, they do, they do behave similarly as well. But it's easy to ignore it. So I can kind of see how a scientist could just turn off. But like yeah. when you do it to things like dogs, cats, and monkeys, things that are emotive animals, mm-hmm. I just struggle to see how you could do that. And like, I think with going back to the emotions, I disagree that they're not as emotive. No, they, they, because they, I think there's that expressive. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. When I say emotive. That's yeah, what I meant. Okay. I meant like visually yeah. emotive. Yeah, yeah. Because like rats, they squeak. No, it's the way. That, it's just the way they. But they, they, their faces pretty much look the same all the time. Like they don't. It's like monkeys, they, they, you can see them panicking. Dogs, you can mm. s- we've, we've kind of come to learn dogs and cats' emotions over yeah. time. So you can kind of... I think it's just, like, it's just as exploitative as doing that to a human mm-hmm. than it is to something that can't talk, can't express their feelings, can't, yeah. you know, retaliate mm. against someone, you know, yeah, a especially, human. Yeah, especially things that, like, actually, um, to be fair, rats as well, because they are intelligent. But things like the main ones would be pigs... Rab- uh, not, it's kind of rabbits I suppose actually really pigs rats dogs cats and monkeys the most really because yeah. the, they test on all of those and they're like the most intelligent ones they mm-hmm. test on and, like those are all animals that have the intel- maybe not quite as much rats but um, pigs and dogs and cats are all as intelligent and monkeys especially are all as intelligent as like children mm. so we, it is the same it's basically the same as testing on a child except that like with the mental capabilities wise mm. like they have the same understanding as a child it's just that they you they can't vote they can they cannot speak they cannot communicate their feelings yeah. they cannot communicate their pain or their fear or anything but yeah. people would argue that you can reproduce rats very fast that's why they're used it's because it's because then they're, they're, conven- they're convenient yeah. rat is about like two weeks and you can get yeah. litters of up to you know 20 rats per you know yeah, it's, it's convenience but like and also, I think I think that's one. I think with rats, I do feel a bit bad for like saying like before like oh rats there yeah, they're like I do think no, it's... but you're right, you're right. No one, I, if you give someone like the the choice of testing on a rat or a dog, I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah. I think it's just, but it's a kind of. I think that is probably to be fair. Like the whole thing I was saying is probably a lot of like scientist mindset it is like well this kind of thing. It's le- it's much easier to detach yourself from it than like yeah. something that is like in like a, like a domestic or like a more common domestic pet. Yeah. Um, yeah, we see animals as you know, disposable. They're yeah, objects, exactly. You know, yes, yeah, and especially things like rats because they're like pests yeah. traditionally. So we kind of forget that, like yeah. mice and rats, we forget that they do. They are actually intelligent animals that do yeah. feel. I think people detach that 
these are actual living creatures. Yeah, no. And so they think, oh, it's fine, testing hairspray on a rat. Like, mm. they're not going to feel it because they're not humans or this. No, they like, have the same... Or, like, if they, they, they die, it's like, oh, well, it's, it's, only, it's only one yeah, of them yeah, or something. Why do we need so many hairsprays exactly. if they do the same thing? So, like, most people buy, like, there's, like, there's only, like, what, five brands people actually yeah. probably buy, <laughs> other than, like, unless you're, like, on a budget or something. Yeah. Well, that's... You know, it's just that's just making money. It it's just comes back capitalism. to yeah. It capitalism comes back is to, the problem. <laughs> yeah, it just comes yeah. back to us as consumers exactly. and as a society. How you know temporary. Yeah, we do need to. We we, we we do need to take some responsibility and show that we will mm. we're going to refuse things like this. Which, to be fair, is starting to work. Fire and blood but like, <laughs> but like cru- cruelty-free products are growing in popularity a lot. Yeah. Shout out so, Charles Dickens. So Superdrug, all their... No, it's not Charles <laughs> Dickens. <laughs> not Shakespeare either. <laughs> no, it's Jamie Free. <laughs> You're doing Jesus in English. I'm sorry, Mr. Holbrook. <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Oh, shit, I was trying to thought. <laughs> oh, cruelty-free products. Yeah, okay, a good tip. If you're interested in going more cruelty-free, go all super drug own products are cruelty-free. They're very against super, they're all against all this. Hundreds and hundreds of like beauty products. I think if you're if you wear makeup or use any type of product, a lot of them now are cruelty-free because there's been because a it, shift of. It is actually like because like this thing is like. As I saying, like you've got to kind of prove that we're we will actually retaliate against this. People are doing yeah. that. People are showing so that they a, don't want this. There's been a shift in. Te- uh, how we test yeah exactly yeah. Um, but still there's a big way to go like MAC is a big one you mm. know they've just they've claimed that they're cruelty free but then people are like mm. <laughs> you really? still sell in China so yeah uh, so they, uh, if they, they can say oh yeah we're there's lots of loopholes in the industry basically nice. if, if any brands which claim they're cruelty free in the UK if they sell to China then they're not cruelty free mm. and even the parent companies like L'Oreal own quite a lot of like they own they own Lush which is like totally like L'Oreal no they they, they're the big ones that test animals Mm. yeah as you said own Lush they're huge it's quite hypocritical Lush yeah Yeah, they they own Lush this is the whole thing like Lush is like the most I I, I just assumed Lush didn't yeah yeah. Lush's entire thing is that it's a it's against cruelty and stuff but um, it was speaking when it's been bought by L'Oreal. So like they might. So it's kind of yes. That's just not. Yeah. Well, just cancels out the whole. That's like, nice. Exactly. Yeah. No. So the more you know. If you want to do some more research about this, I'll put some. No, links. I didn't know that. So I'll put some links in the podcast description. <laughs> to be fair, I'm not really an expert on like the makeup yeah. and like the beauty industry. <laughs> right? That's fair. But yeah, is there as a hashtag traditional male, I do not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not educated on this. Oh. You know, should we miss a half an hour episode? Because there's quite a lot of stuff we want to go into. Yeah, Ten minutes yeah. more. I'll do half an hour episode. It doesn't really matter. Really I've got three hours. Because I upgraded it. So now I spend a lot of my money. <laughs> nice. Anyway, um, let's talk about men wearing makeup. Because I wish JP was here. Oh, Sorry. no. Yeah. I wish our friend JP's was here. JP's been on the podcast before. Okay, he was literally on it last week. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Sorry, JP. I wish you were here because you are a boy who wears makeup. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm really bad. Like have your input. I'm the bad example for this because, like. I guess I think a lot of people have thought have like assumed that I would because I'm gay. <laughs> I hate makeup, like yeah. not not like the not like for times. a sexist reason, just because I hate the way it feels. I hate having things on my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. The lot of times I try to get, I've tried to put makeup on you, and you oh just, my god, you, you just... are like every time I come here, you ask, kind of put makeup on you. I'm like, I'm just like, <laughs> no, I just, oh no, I, I don't like it. Uh, that's fair. Not a fan. I don't know why it's such a you know weird thing here. I, mm-hmm. I just oh, I don't know. I, I I'm just. I think for me though it's not like a masculinity issue yeah. it's it's literally just when I was like because when I was younger I hated face paint so that's fair mm. and I think there's a whole stigma about 
men wearing makeup because mm. it's like it's a, it's a traditionally thing, feminine you know. although to be fair it's only been traditionally feminine like recently like if you look at like I mean to be fair most people um, most boys today probably aren't trying to be like Georgian dandies but um, yeah. they they did but they were like seen as masculine and they did wear a lot of makeup yeah that's true actually yeah. they did um, the, yeah. the white powder and the little beauty mark yeah well I think another thing which I quite like to delve into is that why do we feel the need to wear makeup I mm. think Yes, I'm a big advocate for no makeup. Yeah, you don't really ever wear makeup, no, do you? I no. kind of don't notice it. But the thing is, because I wear makeup every, like, pretty much every single day, it's only because like I don't like the way my face looks without makeup. But mm. is that just because I've been wearing it for so long that it's just become that's just who I look, what I look like? And if I don't wear it, then I'm like, this doesn't look like me. Mm. But yeah. you kind of you, you've got more used to your like, exactly. You know, um, because, hey, I think I've only ever seen you wear makeup like twice ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm kind of the same as you. I don't like the feeling of stuff on my face. Mm. You know, sometimes uh, I cry of laughter. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you, know, don't, you don't want to just run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just so... You know the feeling of, like, wanting to rub your eyes? Yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, forgetting that you have, like, eyeliner or so something I just on. pick and, like, rub my face 24-7, <laughs> so... Yeah. It's just so Somehow my skin is well. awful. Yeah. No, but I think it ties into the whole... Know, body positivity, mm. body imagery, all this. If you you know you know uh, Kanye. Oh yeah, I said Kanye. Kanye. Yes. <laughs> so you know Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. You know uh, you're worth it. Their slogan. Yeah. Um, if you there's been it's not really a conspiracy. It's it's true. Adverts n- now um, tend to use subliminals. Mm. in their adverts you know what subliminals are just like underlying messages that are like that can be physical or you know you can kind of interpret them from the advert um but i was talking about this with someone uh car adverts you know how they're always filmed you know in areas that are busy Mm -hmm. like in a coffee shop they're like "Mm, i'm just gonna finish my croissant and go drive in my new kia like 500 or whatever they're called (laughs) (laughs) um Within the background noises of the crowds, there's this really high frequency um, person speaking saying, You need this car. Really? This car. Yeah, yeah, there's this whole thing. This guy unpicked, um, you know, the background noises that adverts use, especially car adverts, mm. and they found that the that there are subliminals within the bra- yeah. background noises. A lot of the times they have like text and stuff as well. And text, like, yeah, and yeah. and the way that they use colours as mm-hmm. well. It's all, you know... It's all, it's it's, it's yeah. all either way to like make you think a certain way or trigger an emotional response. Yeah. Mm. It's all very transferable to the beauty efforts as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like a lot of... Because a lot of times this is, this is related. It's sort of like... not even It's subliminal, but it's not... They're not actual like subliminal messages showing you. It's like... But it is sort of in a way like they'll sell you a lifestyle, yeah. but they won't say that. Mm. But they'll show you a lifestyle. Mm. Like this is something they use in everything. But like, I feel like in a lot of, um, like if I remember this one quite squidly. It was it was like an advert for Schweppes, like the tonic water brand. Basically, yeah. it has this woman walking. Like basically, there's a bunch of these girls sort of chatting to this, uh, or not chat, looking at this like man. They're in like a very fancy sort of ball party. Everyone's very done up and like very beautiful. There's much of these sort of younger girls like looking at this like guy. He's a bit clearly a bit older than them. And um they're like chatting about him and then they're just drinking like random non brand whatever. And then this um all and they're like saying like basically just making like sexual comments about him saying, Oh I bet he's great, whatever. And then this and then this older, this slightly older woman walks by, like she's still very beautiful but like kind of 
more towards middle-aged. Um, she, look, she basically looks very glamorous. She walks up and says, he snores and then drinks her Schweppes and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was that is the most obvious version I've ever seen. Mm. But again, going back to advertising and like cosmetics and stuff, like as you said about selling a lifestyle, it's mm. very common perfume adverts, you know? Like, it's oh like, God, yeah, if yeah. If you wear this perfume... Like, and there's another thing of people like, like running out so of like sexual. fancy like French balls like, yeah. and like stripping off their dresses yeah. and like... It's over-sexualisation of like literally a, a you will have this you will have this man you will if have you, this yeah it's the whole thing of like if you buy this product then you will become this person you know and it's all it's about these unrealistic standards for us like it, it, again talking about adverts and all this like it's just the amount of if i saw a really good thing it was if the um adverts were just like marketing the thing that they're supposed to be marketing like a mascara and it was, you know, in ad in magazines, there's these probably glammed up women. But then what they've done is they photoshopped it, and so it's just, just wearing the mascara. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's the whole other thing. So you're not just buying the mascara. You're also looking for, oh, I like that look, so I'll buy the, I'll buy the lipstick as well, or I'll buy the eyeshadow as well. Mm. you buy that dress It's, just, it's, all, it's all capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I have a problem with, um, like, hair products. I have a problem with capitalism. <laughs> 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 we need to talk capitalism. We need to have some a good episode actually. Well, we should do that. Um, yeah. Hair adverts, you know, when they're like oh swishing their hair around mm. and like, oh, it's just flowing in the air, like just levitating in the air. <laughs> it's all, it all sets, it sets a very um, like unrealistic ideal. I think it targets people's self confidence, especially women. Like, I mean, you go, you look at like a lot of these adverts, it's like, if I buy this one piece of makeup or like this one shampoo that like these like beautiful people are using or like wearing or whatever, it's like oh, I will yeah, have that. Yeah. The people who are like often very insecure about the way they look, like I will have that. I will look yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's very exploitative mm-hmm. of um, self esteem of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should we um, talk about modeling? Yeah. Yes. Um, modeling industry. Um, let's talk about the Victoria's Secret. Situation. Is this the transgender thing or the plus size thing? We can talk about that as well. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll start with the plus size thing. So recently, there's, well, there's been lots of controversy because I read articles saying that... Victoria's um, Secret does everything controversial. Yeah, they're not great. But like, no. Actually, um, can I briefly mention the trans thing? Because it's like, yeah, sure, it's, not, it's shorter and it's not so linked to what we're doing. But yeah. yeah, basically, they just don't hire trans models. It's like... Yeah. I think that's quite niche. That's quite... That's bigger, but like, they, they, but, they're, but like people like, they make no, they're making no... Mm. effort to and they're very sort of mm. they're very sort of like open about the fact that they're just not going to do it I don't think or they at least yeah, were yeah. last time I checked yeah but um, things like the, the plus size thing recently there was an Instagram model who not a joke she she has like she's not the the industry's ideal mm. she has curves and stuff but she's so skinny. Yeah, no, yeah she's a, she's a size UK 8 that's not you know, I don't know I'm sorry that's like uh that's, that's, that's just that's an XS extra small. Yeah. Well, that's an extra small. Yeah. yeah. You, you size I'm eight. not size eight. No. Size eight is smaller than yeah. me. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's really. Yeah. No. But like, um, um, there was thing. I think, to be fair to Victoria's Secret, they didn't explicitly say we have hired a plus size model. That's what they did though. No, that that was a misprint. That was a, oh. that was complete rubbish. But people took it as that they were trying to hire. They'd claimed that this was a, you know. Okay. Her name is Barbara Palvin. Yeah, if we're having a look at that photo, I have her now. But 
Like she's not. Yeah, she is nowhere near plus size. No, she's not. Yeah, she's skinny. Yeah, it's quite. But she's like quite skinny. But the whole reason why people think it's people think she's plus size is because an Instagram post was made that our Victoria's Secret has hired a plus size model and it was a picture of her. Oh yes. This this isn't the first time that's happened though. Like, like I I don't I don't remember it was Victoria's Secret or not. I remember happening a while ago. They said I think it was Victoria's Secret. Mm -hmm. She's fifty four kilograms. I'm out. Um, yeah. Oh, but no, yes. Yeah, like I think it was Victoria's Secret. It was one company they hired a plus size model, and she was like average sized. Mm. Like, like she wasn't plus size by any. Like she wasn't model thin. She was like that's the thing. She was like kind of curvy. Like she was very pretty, but she wasn't like she was not like plus size. She was average. She was like slightly below average size. I think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know women's sizes that well, but like yeah. she, she looked to be like out of, like she looked to be sort of average like roughly around average size like maybe a bit thinner mm-hmm. like so i just don't see how she could have been labeled as a plus size model yeah it's very toxic industry yeah. like, that's like another thing i'll check checking boxes like see look we're progressive we've hired mm-hmm. a plus size yeah model. exactly it's really but, forced but they yeah. just don't it's like this should have been to. something like done ages ago why is it only coming up now mm-hmm. it's and because, it's it's because like, of dove dove being... basically the, the first they started this they did it kind of like oh they did like the love your body campaign which is the more sort of it's probably the most genuine one there really is out yeah. there mm-hmm. but um but then everyone else is like oh my god we have to get on that yeah. so they're just like see no all the big fashion companies like this is she's plus size see look we're progressive and it's like an average size person it's like mm. well done you're allowing people you're allowing not you're allowing not totally thin people to model for you it's a bit mm. sort of yeah it's mm. like they kind of like, they're like they, they seem to expect like a lot of praise for something that's like no like it totally doesn't affect them in any way it's like Mm-hmm. it's like this doesn't this won't at all have any negative impacts for them as a company it's just sort of like we're progressive you have to like us now mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do a separate episode about just kind of the topic about plus size models because that is quite a highly debated the modelling industry in general will be yeah I'll do so. I'll, I'll do a little mini episode at some point but mm. not this series but the next series so look out for that yes but, um, yes kids remember to keep 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 aware <laughs> Um, stay woke <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, does anyone else want to add anything before we wrap up um, I want to talk about sizing okay is that wait could that be put into the modelling one um, I don't know it's like how sizes are so like you know you've got size 6 oh my God. 8 actually yeah can we talk about that because I have a rant about okay, it good. see I know nothing see? about this so I'm learning from this <laughs> <laughs> that's the point um uh I'm not a skinny woman, okay, just put that out there. I I have a problem with like finding clothes that properly oh fit. God, don't get me started. If it fits in one place, like, okay, for example, trousers, okay? Right. <laughs> really, buy, I've heard you complain about this. <laughs> I have to buy a size 10 in trousers mm-hmm. because size 8 and below just won't fit here. Mm-hmm. But they're so long and so massive you know everywhere else it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous why can't we have like a size nine yeah. or like in between i'm not sure why it goes up in twos yeah you know it's it's this whole thing about making sizes you know inclusive and all this but there's a thing where um often shops will make a say if you had a size eight a size mm-hmm. eight is like x inches i don't know exactly what it is um but that is what it is some shops will make it a size 10 
because I'm sure to make it a size yeah, 6. Yeah. So if you're normally Same. a size 8 and then you go into a shop and you try on a size That's 6. That's why I can't online shop. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. If you th- but again, if you go into a shop, buy a size 6, even though you're normally a size 8, you're like, oh, great, good for me. And then you'll probably go and shop more of that shop because you're like, oh, I like it. You know, yeah. They've got oh, a good sizing. Skinny, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's just the whole thing about sad. Fake, 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 fake. It's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See. No. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, for me to ask about that, I, yeah, I am um, have not, I don't. I literally didn't know anything about this because in men's sizes, it's just like small, medium, and large, or extra large, extra, extra large. And sometimes you, sometimes you have extra small and extra, extra small. Mm-hmm. Like to be yeah, and like I think it's definitely a lot easier because like from literally for me, like everything is. It's not like fitted a certain way. Everything's just sort of like the same thing, just sized up. There's no like kind of. Mm-hmm proportions in legs and less in any men clothing it's just everything is the same just blown up slightly and it's yeah. to be honest it's great so i feel quite bad for you guys for women um i think that i, I, I don't know because i don't work in the textile industry but they use one pattern for each mm. um standard like straight leg trousers for each um sizes but they don't put into a take into account that um fat distribution mm-hmm. is yeah. varies I think where you're from mm-hmm. for for example um, my friend uh, she's from Ghana and she struggles a lot uh, in finding trousers that fit her because her waist is you know average her hips are bigger you know quite big for in you know UK mm-hmm. standards and then everything else is small so mm-hmm. she'd be considered like hourglass figure yeah. And she like can't find anything that fits her all the way down, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's quite it, bad because it's not it's not inclusive. Now everyone assumes it's sort of a one size fits all thing. Yeah, I exactly. think that probably does partly come from with men. It is much more like that. Like it's much easier for men to go, okay, well yeah, everything is going to be sort of roughly the same proportions. Mm. And I think with women, it's like, well, we can't we can't be asked to do all these different ones. So mm. we're just going to do so we're going to do this because this will work for what. Yeah, this will work for like this one group of people and the rest of you guys you can you can do what you want, I don't care. Yeah, it's quite a good point to mention that um when sizing was invented in well no not invented, but standardised in mm. the fifties or sixties, I can't remember exactly what it was. What companies did was they surveyed about a thousand women mm. and they got they found the average hip, you know, length, you know, whatever, all mm. the sizes. However, they didn't the majority of them were white skinny women which is they why are. they're so much like because they want to they want to make them yeah. for people who that's, are like seen as pre- that's why you've got like brands like um i think it's like fashion nova and stuff mm. or fashion yeah. i don't know maybe they just yeah, have one yeah like for like yeah like for like does you yeah. have this clothes brand specifically aimed at larger women or mm. like more like curved curvy women or whatever yeah. so like it's not like norm it's kind of it's a bit weird you think like that it's not normal for them just to have like for most fashion you have to have specific companies that tailor mm. to like yeah, common sad, body type like and average like you know, common body types fashion no that ain't cheap mm. it's like 40 yeah. odd pounds for a pair of jeans mm-hmm. so mm. it's just ripping us it's, off it's not feasible to like that exactly, to, to get yeah. your clothes from there yeah mm. but anyway I think we should chop it there or else I will have hours and hours and hours <laughs> of editing today um, so yeah um, thank you for coming to speak the next episode will be about the porn ban so Oscar will be messaging around and getting you on if you're interested Um, but yeah so thanks again (laughs) see you next episode thanks for watching and stay woke (laughs) and subscribe (laughs) subscribe. bye kids love you Bye. bye bye